Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Two, set, I randomly came across this fact and it just put something that we've talked about before in a little bit more perspective um, and just kind of reminded me of something. Okay. Um, so this TED talk, it's from like 2011, so this is not new info, but this TED talk from 2011, this author mentions that the probability, scientists place the probability of you being born ever at one in 400 trillion. That's really? the probability of you even existing, existing, being born as a human. Um, and so I just related that to we are born and alive one in 400 trillion at the time of BTS. <laughs> BTS yeah. being, being here and current and at the same living time. through it in this moment in history. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. I love that fact. <laughs> just a friendly reminder. It makes it even more special. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I always constantly feel so blessed that I am alive during BTS when Mm -hmm. they are at their prime, you know, instead of being born 50 years down the road and having missed it, but loving their music and wishing that I would have. Like you are with the Beatles. Exactly. So it's like incredible to experience it right now Mm -hmm. as it's happening. And so just, you know, even a smaller percent chance that this could have been our lives. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. I I love that. (laughs) On that note, welcome back Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes. Welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some congrats to Jin on his win for Abyss on King Choice and Cheadal in Seoul. Yes, congratulations, Jin. Yeah. Or congrats to J-Hope on his release of the full version of Blue Side and his three-year anniversary for Hope World. Yes. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Incredible full version of the song. Mm-hmm. The lyrics, the art mm. for it, the, the that feel of the song. cover art is so intricate mm-hmm. and I feel like has so many meanings in itself. I was seeing so many theories on Twitter, you know, or connections being made on Twitter about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's perfection. I love this full version of Blue Side. Yeah, me too. Uh, so if you're here for that, then you're in the right place. Okay, so in today's episode, we are talking about BTS and their performances on MTV Unplugged. So we're going to cover the history of MTV Unplugged, go through the set list, and cover the recent events that happened regarding the German radio host's racial and xenophobic comments on BTS's cover of Fix You. Mm -hmm. So a lot to get into today, but before we do, we want to say thank you Iconics for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs and other just kind of special perks, um, then you can do that by donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standing BTS. 
Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes. Any type of support you have to offer is super appreciated. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, so our charity of the month for the month of March is called hashtag enough is enough. Um, so kind of going into our choices of choosing this charity of the month is what's been going on a lot, specifically in the United States, but all over the world, um, as well as the rise in hate crimes against Asians. And it's been happening a lot here um, in New York and in L.A., specifically in heavily Asian communities and areas where Asians have been really targeted in hate crimes. Um, this is from The Strategist, uh, a quote from them. In the span of just one week, the Asian-American community suffered a series of racist violent attacks an 84 year old woman was murdered in san francisco a 91 year old man was viciously shoved to the ground in oakland's chinatown a 64 year old grandmother was assaulted and robbed and a 61 year old was slashed in the face with a box cutter in the subway in new york city oh my gosh um you know those are just a handful they go on to say that the hate crimes don't stop there and over the course of the pandemic racist and violent attacks on the asian community have increased by over 1,900% according to the Queen's Chronicle. Oh my gosh. We've been hearing so much about this in the news, at least here in the States. It is tragic what is going on here. A lot of it stemming from the hate crime stemming from Mm COVID-19 and it's just terrible. And racist rhetoric surrounding that COVID-19 is, you know, from China or Mm -hmm. that it's, you know, that the Chinese people are perpetuating it in some way or, you know, like... It's just disgusting. I mean, obviously we're condemning it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for hashtag enough is enough, it is a grassroots initiative by Asian American business owners in New York City who came together to take action on the recent surge in nationwide hate crimes against the Asian American community. Frustrated by the lack of media coverage on the recent violence, they are rallying all the industry homies to encourage people both in and out of the Asian community to realize the power of their voice. So their mission is to promote unity and cross-cultural community building, empowering people in all communities to speak up for a good cause, spread warmth and joy in the spirit of Lunar New Year, and all while raising awareness about the recent surge in hate crimes against Asian elders and Asian Americans. Mm-hmm. So you can donate at givebutter.com slash enough is enough. Yes, or you guys can find the link to donate in the description of this episode as well. Please join us this month in donating to Enough is Enough um, to hopefully help out these communities. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into MTV Unplugged. Um, BTS's recent appearance on MTV Unplugged, of course, is what we have to talk about this week. We wanted to start off with a little bit of a history of the show itself. I personally, like, really had never heard of this show. Um, That just blows my mind. I don't know how, (laughs) but I also, like, did not have the channels that had MTV growing up. Like, I don't know. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Um, but this show uh, is a series on MTV that showcast musical artists usually playing acoustic instruments um the show featured musicians performing unplugged versions of their electric repertoire and some of the best most well-known artists that have performed on mtv unplugged include nirvana eric clapton mariah carey tony bennett and rob stewart um so bts on their episode of mtv unplugged they performed telepathy Blue and Gray, Fix You, Life Goes On, and Dynamite. And in between some of the performances, they added some commentary both in English and in Korean, which was really, really cool. Um, And then I also wanted to note that on the commercial breaks, uh, there was some Samsung ads, and typically Samsung ads in the United States don't feature BTS. No, but never. But during this program, the Samsung ads were BTS's Samsung ads, and they were incredible. They were incredible. Uh Again, it's really hard to see the product when BTS is in the ads. Yeah, there's no product. <laughs> I think that's the problem with them. That's why they can't run them here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, MTV Unplugged just historically is a really well-known show that's been going on since the 90s, maybe even early, late 80s. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, it's been going on for a while. And I've seen those performances from Nirvana, Mariah Carey, and I love when the Cranberries went on there and performed Zombie and such. So yeah, at 
these are some of the best artists of all time, the best musicians of all time who have the opportunity to go on MTV Unplugged. So it's a huge opportunity and it's a statement for BTS being on this show. Yeah. Oh my gosh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Especially for a group that's considered to be like K-pop mm-hmm. and people think that they can't actually sing and that it's all, it's not authentic right. and it's all just developed by the K-pop mm-hmm. industry and no In one actually has talent. On a production line. Exactly. Just fabricated completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think this performance that we get to talk about today totally flips debunks that idea. That. Debunks all of that. Yeah. Puts, you know, that's, it's. That's why this was huge. Yeah. 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 yeah completely. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into it. So their first performance was of telepathy. And what we love about telepathy here being the first performance that they do is it really grabs our attention. It's super engaging. The performance is so fun and energetic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just pure fun going on here. Yeah, I loved it as the beginning song. And I think it's significant being the first song on the set list because it was Yoongi's song we referenced in our B album review that he mainly worked on this song. Mm -hmm. Um, It's his, you know, his music and a lot of his lyrics and this is his first performance back from shoulder surgery recovery and so I just love that they're able to showcase this song as well as like showcase Yoongi being back. Yeah I love how both of that is at play here Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, the stage is also in a really fun space. It's in this yeah. loft recreational area where there's arcade games and all sorts of just fun things to interact with and play around with. One thing I noticed when I first watched this performance was when it came to Yoongi's verse, I could not believe, I mean, he starts the song. Yeah. I could not believe how strong and passionate and energetic his rapping was here. Not to say that he's normally not like that, but it's just the power was really coming yeah. through and I was blown away by that. I was I like, damn. Part of it's the unplugged kind of aspect of it, mm-hmm. but really he was so powerful. I could tell that he was just happy to be Belting. back. Belting. He was like, out. I'm here now. Yeah. I was gone, but I'm here. Yeah. I also think it's cute. Like we get to see all of their supporting vocals throughout these performances. And so when Yoongi's rapping, we see Namjoon kind of come up behind him mm-hmm. and back him up on a couple lines. I love it. I do too. I do too. <laughs> um, I need to talk about how J-Hope somehow activates our attention from across the fucking room. Across the room. Like the camera isn't even on him. It's like, he's like in the background. Jin is in the foreground. Yeah. Yeah, Jin and Taeyang are in the foreground yeah. and you see J-Hope behind them barely. And he kind of like reaches his hand out as if he's reaching for the camera for the viewer to come here. But he, I mean, still, it doesn't come closer. He's still like 15 feet away sitting on a couch, but totally captivating our attention. Our eyes are directly on him, even though he's not much in the shot. Yeah. 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 He's just got it, you he know, does. whatever it is. He's just a star. His stage presence is showing here in this video mm-hmm. performance for telepathy it's just insane yeah he's incredible he does have it he has, he has it. the it factor like when people talk about it it's you know it's mm-hmm. it's him um i also i'm just never ever gonna be over blonde jungkook like no. this blonde <laughs> the tone of it is like so perfect on him he looks like my heartthrob boyfriend like he is everything Ooh. Total heartthrob. Yeah. And the length is perfect too. Oh, he's killing me. Like really, especially because he starts off the song like he has the first couple lyrics. He looks so phenomenal and his voice is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Young's extremely lovable personality really gets to be at play here during this song because... Mm-hmm. In this performance, there's this playfulness between the members. So we really get to see all of their lovable personalities showing through. But especially Young, any chance he has to be able to be playful, he really hams it up. And he's really engaging us as we watch. Uh, I feel yeah. energetic and I want to groove around too. Like he does such a great job. I feel connected to him through the camera because of the expressions that he's giving and that playful vibe that he gives off. Like mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it as much as he's enjoying it. Let's be silly let's have fun yeah exactly and he does it so well I mean it's just his natural personality Mm -hmm. um we have to talk about first of all Jimin on the moped but then what ultimately becomes V-Man Jimin on like the motor scooter and Taeyang on the sidecar sidecar oh my god it's It's adorable it's adorable and then obviously Jin comes and stands right next to them too and they're singing together but um it's way triple harmony triple harmony triple harmony the first of many the first of many (laughs) 
And then after this, I mean, during the parts where they're doing like, hey, ho, all of them backing each other up and cheering each other on, it just makes it such a fun, interactive performance that they do. And it wants us all to join in with them. Yeah. Literally, I think the perfect beginning song for this set list. Mm-hmm. Um, it really kicks things off. Yeah, and they really captivate us and bring us in and make us feel a part of it as they're just like having fun hanging out in this cool loft space, you mm-hmm. know. Um, before we move on, I feel like we do have to address what they were all wearing um, because they're all wearing Donald Duck. Besides J-Hope. Besides J-Hope. J-Hope's wearing this nautical themed sweater. Mm -hmm. But they all have Donald Duck incorporated in their outfits somehow, whether it's a brooch or a necklace or a shirt. Yeah, Namjoon twice. Namjoon has it on his sweater patch and he's wearing a necklace. Mm -hmm. Weirdly specific product placement. Weirdly specific and weirdly specific character. So we're just kind of wondering, are they going to do, are they planning or, you know, something in the works? Another thing with Disney because Mm -hmm. they've done a quite few of like radio interviews and whatever. So are they working on something? Or does it mean nothing and it's just a decoy to make ARMY have this whole theory analytic going on right. just on to have Twitter. discourse yeah <laughs> but then it's interesting that j-hope is not wearing anything donald duck i mean that anyone noticed mm-hmm. and he's wearing this nautical sweater who knows but i then, haven't seen anything on twitter normally i see a lot of theories go down mm-hmm. on twitter but i didn't see anything i also didn't go looking for theories i on didn't it. either but it was just something that stood out yeah that we so were if you iconics have any idea or any theories on this donald duck please let us know because i'm very curious could <laughs> yes, just be please. product placement some deal with disney i don't yeah. know i don't no clue but we're interested uh so if they end up doing something with disney soon then we'll say this was the hint this was the hint yeah um they did some commentary after the song which was super neat i wasn't expecting commentary just because me personally i had never seen the show so Mm -hmm. um but namjoon acknowledges during his commentary right off the bat literally one of the first things said was that so many legends had performed on this program and so they were deeply honored and felt really lucky to be able to perform on this program as well and you know you know be doing the same thing that all of these legends have done Mm -hmm. so humble but you could tell that they genuinely meant this uh, because they they know that MTV Unplugged has had legends like Nirvana and the Cranberries and Mariah Carey perform. Um, Yeah. And then J-Hope goes on to mention that, you know, this was their first time performing telepathy. And after this, Jin jokingly comments that the high key must have been difficult for some of them to sing live. And uh, instantly J-Hope just belts out one of his high notes acapella. And it's just an you know, exhibit A of pure talent. Like yeah. really. Yeah. He just did it perfectly on tone, on pitch, everything. Just did it out of nowhere. Like flex. No you know? instrumental background. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. So even though Jen is saying this in a playful manner, he's pointing out that the song is vocally challenging. Mm-hmm. And I really love the way that he went about saying that it's vocally challenging in this playful tone, but it is a vocally challenging song. So yeah. it shows that they are extremely talented, that they can keep pitch that they all are really terrific talented vocalists and rappers definitely hell yeah Yungi goes on to say that the song's lyrics describe the current situation of being apart and that the song is made for ARMY. Uh, He was listening to older demos and came across this track and he just ended up writing all of the lyrics and producing this song on the spot. That's crazy to me. True musician. True musician. True artistry. I just love that he finally got to say his piece about it because do you Mm -hmm. remember the B Global press conference and they skipped telepathy and they didn't talk about it. At least not that we found. And I watched it live and I didn't notice them talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so now he finally got to speak on it. And I just think that's so special. We're so grateful that he's back. Yeah. (laughs) We're so grateful that he's back. And And BTS is too. Yeah. And that they had this opportunity to be on this program so that they could showcase this song. Mm -hmm. And they did address this during the commentary too, that Yoongi had been, that this was his first time back Mm -hmm. and performing this song. And they all said, we're here at seven, seven. Stop. I can't, I can't deal. Um, they smoothly transition. They do a lot of transitions, which we picked up on because we often have to 
transition. And it's uh, difficult. It's hard. It's a challenge. And so they very smoothly conversationally transitioned from Yoongi's topic into asking Young to speak about the next upcoming song, which is Blue and Gray. And so they go in, They he does a really quick intro and then they play Blue and Gray. And this performance, you guys, is so Ooh, beautiful and it's incredible. Gorgeous. It's beautiful. Right off the bat, one of my first thoughts was that I am getting just one day vibes it's just it's the outfits and the lighting and even kind of the way that they're positioned um like kind of posing leaning up against the walls leaning throughout the performance the walls, yes. it just feels very just one day which feels very naturally bts to me definitely and then they're in this garden sunroom which is just beautiful and very aesthetic there's these gray concrete like walls that they're leaning up against and at the beginning at least there's this daylight lighting that's lighting up the inside of this this very narrow room yeah very interesting set Overall, their vocals are beautiful. Just all the praise for the vocalists, especially mm-hmm. for this song. Uh, the harmonies are incredible. It's just vocally moving how they how they deliver this song. The song's lyrical meaning about sadness and uncertainty during this time is really conveyed in the delivery of their lines. Mm -hmm. The passion in their expressions and their voices really comes through. Yeah, I think you know how much this song means to me and... I didn't know how much I needed a live performance and to hear it live. And like you said, their angelic voices and just their passionate delivery and to see the emotion cross their face at the same time, you know, seeing it live, seeing it recorded was incredible. It's moving. It's so moving. Um, I also particularly picked up on the switch to the bluish lighting. Um, it had been that very bright day glow lighting. And then during J-Hope's rap verse, it switches to this very sudden blue lighting. It's very obvious because it's so it different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, to me, it's that significant in the portrayal of these somber feelings during the performance and this kind of blue lighting continues through the rest of the song it remains for Namjoon's rap verse and it kind of begins to fade back to normal as they go into their last little chorus and the song fades out and you know the blue really delivers a shift in mood in the song during the raps but then we get like these really slow shots of each of them as the lighting starts to balance out and then it kind of balances between the blue and the daylight so at the end you almost still see a tinge of blue but it's just not much Mm -hmm. um and during these kind of slower shots like we get I particularly remember like the one of Jimin where it almost looks like he has tears in his eyes he looks so passionate and then J-Hope almost looks forlorn when he is kind of like looking around and just very beautiful shots here at the end with kind of this change in lighting yeah the delivery of the emotions that's going on here that really goes along with the the melody and the lyrics of the song as well Uh, going off that symbolic light change that goes on because blue and gray I I mean how could they not really go off of that visual representation of the emotion so they really put that in with the lighting here and so Young ends up ending the song which Blue and Gray was written by Young, so it just makes sense that he's here center at the end of the performance in the middle of this window where we can see behind him this sun. It looks like sunrise Mm -hmm. coming up behind him, haloing around his head. And for me, that really is symbolic of a new day, a new beginning, a symbol of hope. Because here with Blue and Gray, we had that like daylight Mm -hmm. and then we went to this blue which really is that representation of sadness. And and during those rap verses, when it's blue, they are talking about kind of like the meat and potatoes, the tougher topics of Mm -hmm. the song. So it goes along with that concept as well. Yeah. So this lighting here at the end where this sunrise, it really does seem like a new day or a symbol of hope. Yeah, I agree with you. I love that sentiment. But something that I think really came through to both of us while watching this performance was that they really delivered the emotions. And Young mm-hmm. says specifically that they paid attention to delivering emotion through the lyrics and just through the performance. And I think 
they they did it. They wonderfully did it. Absolutely. And Jungkook ends up mentioning at the end here that they were really eager to perform these B-side tracks from B, that they rarely get to perform these tracks. And so this opportunity was extra special for them. I'm just so happy and ecstatic that they did get to perform songs like Blue and Gray and yeah. Telepathy because yeah. they're they're terrific, great songs that they clearly have a lot of passion for and we all have a lot of passion for so we finally got to see them perform it so as special as it was for us it was probably even more special for them yes and I think Young even mentioned that he just felt so grateful that the members would perform his song and you know because obviously he put his heart and soul into it and it's evident in the way that they perform it I mean their army loves it we love it loves it Mm -hmm. Their voices are just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they transition us from that song into the next one, which is Fix You. And they do it without really saying anything about the song. So it's a complete surprise. It is a complete surprise. And, you know, they, no one saw it coming. No one did. And they don't even move. Like at this point, their commentary had been taking place on this kind of stage with these chairs set up. And in that same location, they just go right into the song um, seamlessly. So they're on this simple stage. And then when the members sing, a spotlight illuminates them from above. It's just beautiful. It is beautiful. So Jungkook is the one to start mm-hmm. Fix You. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He just shines so much in the song. His voice. I cannot get over his voice in the song. The timbre on his voice can we talk about it? Because something about the way that his voice is vibrating and resonating Mm -hmm. into the mic, into the room, uh, this timbre that he has on the, on his voice is just captivating to me. I, I mean, I have heard Jungkook's voice over and over, but there is something he is doing here, Mm -hmm. especially for Fix You. And it sounds angelic. It is just unreal like I've never heard anything like it in my life it's so beautiful it's so beautiful like really I can't cry I'm literally like you're telling me this and I'm getting choked up but like it's just I just really have a lot of praise for Jungkook's voice all of them but really Jungkook and Fix You I just I was blown away yeah I mean he just I don't know what it is that his voice is so perfect for this song Mm -hmm. and his delivery is as perfect as anyone's delivery could be for this song. Like it is some of the most beautiful singing I've ever heard in my life. Me too. Like Mm -hmm. no exaggeration. This isn't just because I'm a crazy BTS stan, you know, seriously. And then, oh my God, like not even just let's talk about Young for a second. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because his fucking falsetto how does he have this ability to beautifully intertwine it without like any kind of weird change sound in his voice, smooth transition from falsetto into his natural baritone? How does he do it? It is stunning. His vocal range is on display for this song. It's his talent to be able to sing high and low with Mm -hmm. that baritone, natural baritone range that he has. Uh, it just shows his his talent and his vocal ability. Yeah, there's yeah. even one point where he goes falsetto and he takes the higher note, and Jimin drops down and takes like the lower harmony along with it. I think it's incredible. When I do you love, hear that happen? When, when do, do we get hear to hear Jimin's happen? lower yeah. range? Never, and it's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. And not, I mean, Jimin sang very high throughout the song too. Like he definitely shined in that aspect, but that little note just stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to Jen's part and he sings, and I will try to fix you. Fuck. His expression mm-hmm. and his delivery here. I, I, this is a moment where I felt like I could see tears mm-hmm. starting to build up in Jen's waterline because it was just so beautiful and moving how he sang it and the expression in his face is just pure passion and emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> BTS, man, yeah. they really put their their emotions and their passion into their performances yeah. and their music. You can see it. And that's what is so such a blessing when we get to see these live performances from them. Definitely. I think that like, oh my gosh, I can't, I just can't express how much they convey you know I feel like we could watch these performances over and over again and still feel moved by them Mm -hmm. because 
it's just genuine. Like they're putting their genuine feelings and emotions into this song. I think, I mean, like we'll talk about, they yeah. chose the song for such a specific reason. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a powerful and moving song, yeah. but something about the way they deliver it, the way they sing it, their expressions when they sing it. Uh, this is why when we all, when all of army watches it, how do you not cry? Because you just feel something. You just yeah. feel it. And yes, the song, the song really does that in itself. But BTS, they're they're just doing such a beautiful rendition of it. Yeah. I mean, they did something that I don't know they've purposefully ever done before, which is pairing rap line and vocal line for harmonies. And they each had like their own little moment. Um, it was just this beautiful balance of soft support from the rappers. Like they totally weren't trying to like compete with what the vocalists were doing. They were just supporting foundationally and just letting our four incredible vocalists just go with their angelic voices. It was, I don't know if they've ever done this before either, but yes, everything you were saying there, how the rappers sang here, but they weren't outshining the vocalists. They let them do their thing, but they were really carrying that lower that lower melody along or that lower harmony. A beautiful lower harmony too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Namjoon and Yoongi's really stick out to me because we just don't get to hear them sing often. Mm-hmm. And they complimented the vocalists so, so well. Mm-hmm. But really you get, for me, when hearing J-Hope, when he was singing his parts, he is he is a strong vocalist. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, yeah, they are purposefully having them sing softer. And I really got to see that because I know that J-Hope can fucking sing. Right, because when he <laughs> sang Harmony for Jimin, he really pulled back and you mm-hmm. know softened his voice so that way Jimin could shine. And Jimin really came through more prominently. Mm-hmm. Oh, and guys, before the musical break, that instrumental break... Three part harmonies with Jimin, Jin, and Nam June. I cannot praise, oh. and I flipped out. Kayla, you saw me. Yeah. When I heard the three part harmony, I'm like, God damn, this, <laughs> they are talented. No one can argue it. They can't, you know, like they can do so, so much. They are so talented. Yeah. I, I don't know why I'm constantly feeling the need to prove that or just well, shout that from the I mean, fucking rooftops. Like yeah. they are talented. It, the, this three-part harmony that I believe it's Jim and Jin and Nam Jun, you said that, I think, um, like it is a holy note. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't know that I've heard anything more perfect. It's impressive. It's incredible. And it was perfect leading into that instrumental break. Yes. Oh, God. The build. The build. Incredible. The impact. The emotion. This is why we cry. This is why we stand. <laughs> and stand. <laughs> Crying and standing. I mean, the the video, the performance speaks for itself. I think it's exactly what we needed right now, both like in the set list and also just as fans being separated from our beloved BTS. Like, I think I'll, you know, I've pretty much said it, but I think this is my, like, in my opinion, the most beautiful angelic performance I've ever heard. Yeah, it was the perfect song choice. It really was. And to see that Young ends up ending the song very strong with his lower register, taking the melody down a full octave uh, and really just ending it in a very beautiful, beautiful way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just the cherry on top. It was so well done. They did an incredible job. This song is a beloved song. Uh, we think that they absolutely did it justice. Coldplay Fucking cold said they play. did it justice. They thought it was beautiful. Uh-huh. So um, well done. Yeah. Well done, BTS. Absolutely. Um, you know, just a side note, because they they do do commentary after this song, but all I can focus on for any time that Yoongi is in the shot is his fucking chiseled cheekbone. God damn. I don't know what went on there, but I didn't notice it. And then you pointed it out. Guys, you have to go back and watch the commentary after they perform Fix You because Yoongi's freaking chiseled jawbone. I, cu- I couldn't believe it. It's a high contrast 
like image. Yeah. Like I don't understand how his cheeks are so fucking sharp. He's beautiful. So fucking sharp. He is beautiful. Um, also just kind of cute during the commentary. Like they're so natural and so them. Jungkook is like throwing up these cute little peace signs and his little dimples pop out. Being way too cute. We see yeah. Jen winking at J Hove and <laughs> J Hove just breaks into a signature heart smile. Uh, I love anytime we get to see their true personalities know, on display. So yeah, them having fun and being themselves. Oh, like stop it. We're supposed to be listening to the commentary. Yeah, but a large appeal to BTS as people as well. I mean, this is a, a huge appeal to them too is who they are. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um, so they said during the commentary that they listened to this song a lot last year while creating B. And, you know, it's a song that they it's a song that helped them go through the pandemic. And so they were really happy to be able to perform this song and uh, bring healing and comfort to army through it because that's what the song has done for them. And I think they acknowledge too, that this is a song that means a lot to so many people. And Mm -hmm. so they were just honored to be able to perform it. Yeah. I think that adds to the impact of them performing this specific song because this is such a beloved song by so many people. A lot of us have heard this song. A lot of us have listened to this song in moments of need where we need that healing, where we just need to cry or we need some sort of inspire inspiration to get us through a a really difficult time. So for BTS to be for be performing this song it just really was the perfect song choice that we could all really relate to and that it was moving for all of us yeah definitely um you know it just must have been hard for them to put something like this out without knowing how it would be received because it is such an impactful song both to them and to so many other people it must just be a huge loss for them and challenging for them to cope with the loss of feeding off of our reaction to this live Mm -hmm. you know off of army's reaction and the fans reactions because if they were able to have let's say filmed this performance live in front of a studio audience it would have been full of army who would just have been sobbing who would have just been blown away by the surprise I mean I you watched it a little bit after me just like you went over to your sister's house to watch it so I started watching it before you had gotten there and I was blowing up your phone because like trying not to spoil anything Mm -hmm. but just freaking out because this song is so monumental and when they surprised us with it I was like I cannot believe that they're performing fix you Mm -hmm. um you know I think it's incredible yeah 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 So here at the end of Fix You, we just want to address everything that happened with the Bayern 3 German radio show and the radio show host, Matthias Matushik, and what he said on that show in regards to BTS's performance of Fix You on, on, on MTV's Unplugged. So he ended up saying, quote, You can't accuse me of xenophobia just because this boy band is from South Korea. I have a car from South Korea. And then he goes on to talk about how amazing his car is. And then it turns out that it was actually a Japanese car, not a Korean car. Wow. Yeah. Like, okay, the ignorance that's going on here. Seriously. Yeah. Um, He goes on to say Korea rules. Well, South Korea. But BTS actually have an MTV unplugged now with a boy band unplugged that alone is paradoxical as if they could never perform unplugged you know? yeah him saying it's paradoxical that an unplugged acoustic raw version could never be done by a boy band why is that paradoxical to you right like because you're uninformed and right. ignorant because you're ignorant exactly that's mm-hmm. what it is and racist yeah <laughs> understatement uh he goes on to call army fuckwits for bragging about bts's cover of fix you because to him covering the song is quote sacrilege and he said that bts should be quote sent to a north sent to North Korea as punishment for the next 20 years. How fucking ignorant on just so many levels. Ignorant and racist. It's it's racist. It's xenophobic. He's threatened by them. He, I, I just, I could go on. It's really hard to be constructive. I mean, we don't need to be constructive. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so much anger inside of me. There's so much anger inside of Olive Army. Mm -hmm. It's just... It's terrible and he should be fired. And the show, Byron 3, really needs to put out a more true apology. Yeah. 
Because we'll talk about the statement that they put out on his behalf. Um, they basically said that, you know, while covering this topic, he was, you know, expressing his opinion, you know, openly and bluntly, but that this specific opinion was ironically and over-exaggerated, um, and he overshot with the choice of his words, and that you could go back in his social media and see that this is not, you know, a representation of who he truly is, and so basically he should get a pass for this, and that this wasn't his intention. And all we have to say about that is there's just no excuse for racism. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you think that you're making a joke or if that or if you're exaggerating. I'm never going to accidentally be racist when I'm exaggerating. Mm-hmm. And we made this point before when we talked about that last time with Australia and that sh- that morning show or whatever is that it's not comedy and you need to if you think that's funny then you're not fucking funny. You need to evolve past need to evolve. racist jokes. Mm-hmm. It's not funny. And like I said to you when all of this came out, I was like we have to fucking address racism again on the podcast. It's constant. We're going to do it every time that it comes up until it's not a problem anymore. So, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully we keep working on it and there's progress to be made. Um, but every single time that this happens, it's directed at BTS and then also directed at the Asian community as a whole. And it's just not fucking right. And just going off of that, something else that he ended up saying, we don't have the exact quote, but he compared BTS and the fandom to COVID-19. Yeah. And he said it needed to be eradicated like COVID-19. Like COVID-19. Comparing a Asian group to COVID-19 and the fandom to the spread of disease like COVID-19. To a disease that has taken millions of lives. Mm Mm-hmm. And putting that on to a Korean boy group, okay, where Asian hate crime is at an all-time high. And popularizing this. It's fueling it. It's fucking fueling it. Yeah, and like fueling it by putting it out into the fucking media on a popular radio show. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't matter if you think you were exaggerating. You said it and there you have a responsibility with your platform to not speak that way because there's people out there that don't know that you're exaggerating. Yep. At all. At all. And they're going to take it completely seriously. Seriously, absolutely. And that's why there's just no place for racism in media mm-hmm. at all. Yep. Yeah. Own up to it. Learn from it. Apologize. Mm-hmm. A real apology. A real apology. Yeah. yeah. So just to be more positive here, um, this did this incident and I hate that it was at the cost of BTS and the, their, their feelings and ARMY's feelings. Traction was built here. Uh, there was a hashtag going around on Twitter. Hashtag racism is not an opinion. Uh, we saw a lot of other really big accounts uh, like BTS's U.S. label with Columbia Records. They were quick to show their support, saying that Columbia Records stands with the Asian community and condemns all forms of racism and xenophobia and saying that we must all work together to strive for racial justice. Mm-hmm. We saw the recording Grammy Academy also tweet about it. We saw Love. We saw a lot of other huge artists and musicians. Max, Halsey, everybody that BTS has relationships with on a musical level as well. Mm-hmm. So we saw this spread of awareness going mm-hmm. on here and seeing what's ha- what's happening and reaching the general public. People yeah. who don't listen to Bayern, Bayern 3 or whatever the fucking show is called. Um, not, you know, people who don't listen to that. I mean, just the general public you getting more attention. You had OT school friends who said, hey, that sucks that BTS yeah, are going hey, through that I'm right so now. I'm so sorry what BTS is going through. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that they're getting this hate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't argue. I mean, this fucking guy can't even argue that this was a terrible performance. He just sounds dumb because Coldplay themselves tweeted and commented on their on their platforms, on their personal social medias, and all you know, just across the board with social media. Yeah. They tweeted in Korean saying "beautiful" and signed it with their initials of every member of the group, mm-hmm. so that you know that it was coming directly from them. Mm-hmm. They felt that their cover of their song that they wrote and produced, saying that it was beautiful. Yeah. How do you argue with the original artist? 
Yeah, I mean, this guy is ignorant on so many levels that it's like he clearly didn't even watch the performance. He just saw that it happened and just decided to get white man mad about it. White man mad. Yeah. Threatened. Yeah, threatened. Fucking literally. threatened. I feel man, like- I'm really <laughs> dropping the F-bombs when I get mad. I just can't mm. help it. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, good thing it's an explicit podcast. Um, (laughs) I think if there's a little bit kind of what you were saying, like a little bit of silver lining to all of this, it just is that there was widespread community support this time from so many different names and companies and different modes of media where people who aren't even fans of BTS knew what was going on and took BTS aside. Um, so I think at least this shows some sort of progress, which to me is a positive in the midst of all of that bullshit. All that bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Okay, so... <laughs> we had to address it. It was a big topic. We had to talk about it. But, I mean, obviously, we loved the performance of this song. It was so well done. Yeah. So they don't really do any more commentary at this point. You know, they they did their little commentary after their performance of Fix You, and then they lead right into their last two songs, and they don't talk to us again, you know, after that point. So mm-hmm. their last two songs are Life Goes On and Dynamite. So just getting into Life Goes On, um, the acoustic version incredible yeah uh so this is with a live band so this is like their true unplugged performance the original model of the show and they're in a recording studio setting which is very cool um right at the beginning you actually notice this but Jin lets out this like deep sigh and it's not during his line it's like who is sitting I next think to him Jungkook is singing yeah and Jin next to him just you can see this visual like breathe in deep breath out a really deep breath yeah a and sigh. I mean to me like I kind of noticed this throughout this performance, but I feel like it's weighing on Jin doing these performances continually and not having the support there of armies. Yeah. I think that, you know, the other members are able to produce more energy and like fake it a little bit more to be like excited and to give armies at home energy. But I think Jin is just still really struggling. Like I just always think about his moon performance and how much moon deserved to be performed for army and how he didn't get that and I think that it is so hard for him even now like not having us right there with them yeah during his mints for a map of the soul one that concert he did express how it's challenging and difficult for him to be high energy because it it's just not the same it's just not the same and yeah that sigh there that we get from him it's very subtle and it's just something that I noticed and we noticed and it breaks my heart because you can see that he's he wants us yeah. to be there. And I think he wants it to be weighs on him press. a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know. And All of them, it weighs on them, yeah. but it, we just see it more with Jen mm-hmm. visually. So I hope he's doing okay. I hope he's doing okay too. I hope he knows that we love him and like we'll wait for them to be able to perform live with us again, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Yungi's verse, his mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh my God, it's our first time Uh hearing him perform this live. This is, I think, I mean, to my recollection, I don't think there's any time that he's performed this live. Like he was gone for all the comeback stages, everything. So this is his first time performing this song live for ARMY. And why is that so sensual? It's so sensual. Oh my God. Like the rest of his verse is incredible, obviously. Super Mm -hmm. healing, but the mm, like right at the end really especially at the end oh stuck with me it did did for me too (laughs) (laughs) but going off of that all the ad libs and trills and the three part harmonies yes throughout especially from jungkook at any given chance he is adding all these beautiful harmonies and trills and ad libs it's just uh, again, a representation of their vocal talent and vocal ability. Mm-hmm. And as much as I loved the Fix You performance, I really enjoyed this rendition of Life Goes On even more because it's BTS and it's their song. It's their version of their healing music. Yeah, It's so them. It's so perfect. So I was really moved by Life Goes On. I love the acoustic version here where we have the live band behind them and hearing these three-part harmonies, Jimin, Taeyang, Jungkook, Jin, all of them just adding these beautiful ad-libs in between really adds so much depth and 
personality to this song. Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh, I totally agree with you. Like for me, this instantly skyrocketed to my favorite performance of Life Goes On. Although I really did love Fix You. I think that Fix You tops it for me, but uh, yeah, just in this I performance just, specifically. But this, yeah. I mean, I see, I understand what you're saying completely. And it's like something about it being their song, yeah, for me, makes just it a hit bit more me special. even more. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, because they look more comfortable and relaxed. Mm. And the way that they play off of each other and, mm-hmm. you know, ad lib and everything, and especially Jungkook. It's like any chance he gets, he's backing up others. Oh, he was so focused. I just have to point this out how, like, Taeyang <laughs> was sitting beside Jungkook and Taeyang's trying to get Jungkook to interact with him. He's being a little playful, but Jungkook is so focused on his <laughs> trills and alibs and his harmonizations that he's adding that he just can't even interact or it's like he engage doesn't even with notice. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Taeyang is really <laughs> pleading for that attention for a minute. Taeyang is so used to it though. Yeah. The getting rejection. rejected. It doesn't bother him. No. He'll keep trying. He just keeps coming. Until he gets what he wants. Yeah. He'll break him down. <laughs> Um, yeah, I agree with you though. Their voices do sound incredibly healing throughout this song and we're just so in love with them. That was like our big no at the end of watching this performance is we love them so much mm-hmm. an insane amount. An insane amount. Yeah. yeah. So lastly, they performed dynamite with the live band and really the huge thing that stands out with this performance besides obviously their vocals and everything like that, but behind them is a wall covered with their platinum and gold records. It is a not so subtle flux to all of their achievements and where they are in terms of the music industry and how successful they are. Hell yeah. Did Uh, you see my fucking bag? Did did you you see see my bag? Look at all these hella trophies. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this performance was great of Dynamite. It was high energy. It was super fun. But I love their outfits for this performance too because they're all in these really crisp white suits that, ooh, I mean, just professional and clean cut and just... Yeah, professional is really the word that comes to mind. They look expensive too. They look very expensive Mm -hmm. with all these these platinum gold records behind them. It just shows... It's them showing, hey, like... We're legit. I mean, we're talented. We're here. We're just, I never feel like they're getting the recognition and love that they deserve. They're having to overcome just so many barriers because they're from South Korea. Yeah. And they're classified as K-pop. Yeah. And then look at them right here, just laying it all out there. Mm -hmm. Um, The other big thing to notice in this performance, besides all of their gold and platinum records, is Jungkook's hair. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Okay, but he's blonde. And then for this performance, they decide to to gel and comb back Mm -mm. one half of of his hair. And reveal the undercut? And reveal the undercut that is... dark brown? Dark brown stop what? stop just you know he's too hot like his just facial features his jawline just everything and when he exposes his whole undercut like that should be illegal mm-hmm. should be i don't know who the fuck he thinks he is we got this gorgeous beautiful blonde jungkook and then they whip that out with his undercut dark this dark hair underneath the blonde that's just gelled back on one side and all of a sudden it's like party mode uh just pure attraction i just can't stand it i'm just i'm over here just mad like stupid i need him to stop wrecking me (laughs) so hard at every turn Mm. yeah um i love that they remain seated for this performance like not once did they stand up j-hope must have fucking fought against it oh i think i think namjoon stood up Briefly. Oh, for like a second. Yeah, Namjoon really couldn't help it, which is so (laughs) cute and funny. He was probably feeding off of others' energy and Mm -hmm. just had to. Um, But they, you know, but they pretty much remained seated, but it was still super high energy and Mm -hmm. really fun. Um, 
you know, at, by the end of this performance, I'm just reflecting on this inverted bell curve of emotions that BTS has brought us on, like where we started very high with telepathy. They and brought us in. They, they, they you know, they in. reeled us in. They captivated our attention. That was the hook. It was the major hook. But then they brought us kind of down and into these tougher emotions and feelings with blue and gray and fix you and, you know, starting to build a little bit of hope of with hope fix you. hope and healing with fix you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then giving the ultimate healing with their life goes on everything's gonna be okay we're gonna make it and then ultimately the celebration of dynamite life is dynamite i mean tell me this is the whole model of what one through seven is our other podcast when we were developing and creating one through seven we thought wow bts constantly brings us on this cathartic emotional journey with their albums completely and how they present the songs on the album the order is so significant so here they are with this set list for the mtv unplugged bringing us on this cathartic emotional journey from telepathy and to everything you just said with blue and gray and fix you life goes on and ending it with dynamite yeah Uh, yes a true emotional journey a and true emotional journey. Really brought us through that cathartic feeling. We got that emotional release, you know, through Fix You and through Life Goes On. This is what art does. Yeah. This is what art is meant to do, is it is to deliver a, a release of emotion, this cathartic feeling. Yeah. I think they put together a perfect set list here. I do too. Yeah. It's really too. what we try to do on one through seven. Uh historically, some of the performances on MTV Unplugged, they released uh, these artists have released an uh, an unplugged version album, oh. so I'm curious to see if we'll get that with this set list. If there'll be like some sort of unplugged MTV unplugged album That'd that be BTS incredible. release as well, I'd buy it. I'd buy it. I would uh, buy yeah. it in an instant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but overall, with Dynamite, what I really saw here too was just again that vocal range and versatility being showcased. Taeyong does this, yeah, that he ad libs. Yeah, and you see him physically do this like a like Doppler a semicircle effect. Yeah. with his body. Yeah, to make a yeah. Doppler effect, totally. Yeah, like how he's starting back and brings the yeah forward. Uh-huh. And as he leans forward, he's, he, he br- if, I don't even know the, the he, actual he, term for he it. He moves the sound. I think Doppler effect makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he brings forth his, his voice more. He, uh-huh. he amplifies it and then brings it. He pulls it back uh-huh. at the end of the yeah. Oh my gosh, just... Uh, what we got it what? i've never seen that before yeah. like Taeyong. it was so fun awesome job uh <laughs> and then jimin i love too how he's been so beautiful with his vocals uh, uh okay first off i don't feel like we've given enough praise for jimin's vocals Listen, for all of these performances <laughs> uh cory when he was watching these unplugged uh he was like oh my gosh i jimin's my bias like yeah. he's just fully in love with jimin's I voice i love that he's there i feel like cory has been on such a journey with bts mm-hmm. and he's ended up with being totally fucking whipped for jimin he's so whipped for i'm jimin. in love with it i think it really it's his voice i think filter was his undoing it right? could have been those I don't filter know. performances he's been- he really, mm. he really talks about how Jimin's voice has developed and improved so, so much over time. Yeah. Obviously, Jimin's always been vocally talented, but like his vocal, he's never pitchy. He's he's no. in pitch constantly, uh, and yeah, I mean, his voice is just unreal. But what I love about Dynamite here specifically is he's been doing these really nice, beautiful notes. I mean, he's been strong throughout, but with Dynamite, we get this raspier voice this raspiness element to his vocals and that just reminds me so much of concert jimin craving it yeah oh my god he is really throughout all of these performances like connecting with the camera during his lines and it's really giving me concert jimin vibes now Mm -hmm. that you bring it up it's like he's flirting with us he's flirting with us he just looks so perfect and sounds so perfect in every moment yeah yeah um, he's just unreal. BTS are unreal. I cannot, I still cannot fathom how talented they are. Mm-hmm. And watching this performance was not only a reminder to that, but also a testament. Um, and I feel like this is another one of their performances that we could show anybody who's a potential new fan or anyone who doesn't know who they are and say, this is who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Uh, Congratulations to BTS. They did such a great job. This was, like you were saying, a testament to their talent and their abilities. And I'm so grateful 
that they had this opportunity to be on MTV Unplugged, this iconic, legendary show. Iconic! It's iconic! It's fucking iconic. Namjoon called it a legendary show, and we both were like, say, say iconic. iconic! Fucking say, say iconic! The day that BTS say iconic, like, it's over. It's Bury done. Us. Bury us. I, this podcast will be over. It'll be done. Yeah, I It'll just won't complete. have a reason. I won't be able to go on, actually. Because <laughs> um, to me, that'll be confirmation of everything. Yeah. Um, okay, so we really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. We do want to say a special thanks to our supporters on Patreon, especially our VIP iconics, Eileen Ruchal, Michelle Park, Deja, Meg DeRuggio, Rachel, and Robin. We love you guys. We just sent you guys some packages, and we're so excited excited we can always you get them yeah. yes um so the rest of you all if you enjoyed this episode there's a few ways that you can let us know write us a review holy shit we just reached 500 reviews on apple Podcasts, which means that we will have to do another bonus episode mm-hmm. um so follow our social media yeah be looking out for the poll mm-hmm. on our social medias of what topic we're going to do for our uh special bonus episode yeah thank Uh, you for all the reviews guys seriously seriously, it really uh, helps us it really helps us and we really really appreciate it and when we read your reviews um they just really touch us so if you haven't given us a review yet on apple Podcasts, please do um and look out for our polls on twitter and on instagram for voting on what the bonus episode will be because you guys get to pick the topic Mm -hmm. yeah so on that note Uh, make sure you follow us and reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And you can find links for all of those things as well as the charity of the month in the description. In the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.